Hello, my friends. Welcome to the first ever Hypnotist Secrets podcast. My name is Tyler the Hypnotist, and in this podcast, I'm going to be deep diving into hypnosis, psychology, persuasion, how you, as a hypnotist or as someone who is intrigued by hypnosis, can not only learn how to do it yourself, but can do it in the most effective manner possible. Now, this podcast specifically is about my start in hypnosis. If you are here, you likely have heard about hypnotism and are intrigued by it. You might know some things about it. You might know how to do it. You might know nothing, but the intrigue is there. And for me, I've been hypnotizing people for eight years now, but I initially found out about hypnosis by watching the movie, Now You See Me. And I don't know if you're familiar with this movie, but the first couple minutes, there's a scene where they introduce a hypnotist. And this guy has this uh, random woman, it's a couple, and he sticks this woman's feet to the ground. He sticks her tongue to the roof of her mouth so she can't speak. And by the end of it, he completely wipes her memory of the experience. And when I saw this, I thought it was total bullshit. I thought there's no way that that is real. But if it was real, I felt I needed to know how to do it. So first, when I was researching hypnosis, I was researching it to disprove it. I was trying to uh, affirm my suspicions that this is just some Hollywood BS. It's not real. But as I did research, I found countless studies and countless examples of how real life hypnosis does exist. And yes, in movies and in TV shows, they do over exaggerate it. And a lot of times the things that you see in movies cannot be replicated in real life. But in the case of Now You See Me, what he did, everything that he did, sticking someone's feet to the ground, wiping their memory, having their tongue stuck to the roof of their mouth, all of that is possible. All of that is real. And once I realized that hypnosis is real, I, I was in college at the time. It was my freshman year. I started studying every single hypnotist I can find. I went on YouTube and I spent hours every single day for months watching street hypnotists perform watching stage hypnotists snap their fingers and have an entire crowd drop in an instant. And I watched hypnotherapists who sometimes spend 30 to 60 minutes just talking calmly to their prospect and guiding them into a relaxed state before they created the powerful change. And whether that was increasing their confidence, helping them quit smoking, helping them lose weight, really the possibilities are endless. But as I was watching all of these different types of hypnotists, I started realizing that they all operated on the same foundation. All hypnosis is hypnosis. And I, I truly believe one of my greatest blessings is never formally training in hypnosis. Because if I did, I would have learned what my teachers learned from their teachers, from their teachers. And I would just be a cookie cutter model of what they did. And I don't want to do that. And here's why. A lot of hypnotherapists believe that you need to spend hours to create a result. Sometimes you need to do multiple sessions, spending hours on each session to create a result. But if you were to ask a street hypnotist that, they would completely disagree because they take just minutes to create a hypnotic effect. And I started wondering, what if we could apply the beliefs about straight hypnosis, the belief that it just takes a few minutes to create a powerful shift in someone's internal reality? What if we apply that to hypnotherapy? Could we change someone's life entirely in a matter of minutes? And 
of course, I'm getting way ahead of myself right now uh, because I was studying all these hypnotists, but I've never hypnotized anyone before. I never did it. I didn't know how to do it, but I wanted to. And I came across this one guy named James Tripp. And his whole thing is hypnosis without trance. He doesn't say the word sleep and he still produces profound effects. And I watched him hypnotize this, uh, this guy. He was talking to a crowd, teaching people about hypnosis. And he pulled one person up and said, hey, I'm going to hypnotize this person. I'm going to create a powerful effect. And you'll notice that I'm not taking up a bunch of people. If you've ever seen a stage hypnosis show, they will usually do something with the whole crowd first called a suggestibility test. They're trying to see who in this crowd is most likely to be hypnotized. Who am I most likely to succeed by attempting to hypnotize them? And then they'll find those people they like. They'll bring them up to stage. They'll do a couple more things. And as they're going, they'll send more people back to the audience. And they do this as a way to find the best subjects. So it was really fascinating when James said, I'm just going to work with only you because I know this is going to work with just you. And then it did. And the first thing he did was he stuck their foot to the ground. He told them, try and lift your foot. You can't. And they couldn't. Their feet were stuck. And he went on to do other things. He did uh, name amnesia. He had it so when they closed their eyes, he would like reposition their body. He'd have them like lay on the floor or walk to the other side of the room and then open their eyes. But whenever their eyes are closed, he was producing amnesia. So they had no idea how they got to the new place. It was really fascinating. But I wanted to learn how to do that. So I decided, hey, I don't really understand how it works quite yet. But I do know that he said these words. He said these words in this specific way. And he did this with his body as he was doing it. So I just memorized the first two minutes of his presentation. I memorized how he placed his hand on the back of their shoulder as he said, try and lift your foot up. I noticed how he said, try to lift your foot up. You can't. It's impossible. And how he said that with certainty. And I memorized what he did. Now, at this time, I was in college, it was my freshman year, and I spent months studying, literally like a hermit hiding in my room, not really socializing with anyone other than my one roommate who I went to high school with. But uh, uh, one day I got an email, and it was an email from my, my RA, that means resident assistant, they're like uh, the student supervisor of the dorm floor, if you will. And they were hosting this like get-together event where you get to meet other people in your dorm. And I thought, hey... I haven't met a single person in my dorm. <laughs> Let's go do this. So I walk into this meeting. I'm a bit late. Everyone's there. They're talking. They're socializing. I walk in. I introduce myself. I say, hi, I'm Tyler. I'm a professional hypnotist. <laughs> uh, now I was not. I've never hypnotized anyone before, but I knew one of the most important things in hypnosis is your confidence as the hypnotist. If you are trying to hypnotize someone and you are not confident in yourself, how can they possibly be confident in you? So I said, I'm a professional and right away, people got really excited. They're like, no way. A hypnotist hypnotize him, hypnotize her. Everyone was pointing fingers until eventually, eventually the RA said, Hey, you can hypnotize me. And I said, awesome. Are you okay with your foot being completely stuck to the ground? And there was some, some laughter and like nervous energy, like no way he's actually going to do this. And I was thinking, no way I'm actually going to do this. My, my body was shaking. I don't think it was visibly shaking, but I felt really nervous. But as soon as I started, I just switched into the hypnotist that I watched. And I said what he said. I said it the way he said it. And I used my body the way he used his body, commanding authority through your voice and through your body language. And it literally took just 60 seconds my first time ever. 
to have my RA's foot completely stuck to the floor. I said, try and lift it, you can't. And then she couldn't. And I went on to stick her hand to her head. He didn't even do this. I, I don't believe in the presentation I watched, but I just used the concept. Like, how did I stick his foot to the floor? Okay, I had him focus on it. I had him imagine it was stuck. I had them experience it as being stuck. I did the same thing with their hand on their head. And then their hand was stuck to their head. And it was crazy. And part of me at the time, I was like, they're just going along with this, right? There's no way this is like actually rewiring their reality to feel this way. And I, I've had that belief in the back of my head for a little bit until a couple weeks later, I ran into my RA again on the elevator going up to my floor. And just for fun, I snapped my fingers and said, by the way, your feet are stuck to the floor. And then she couldn't lift her feet. She's like, no, not again. And she couldn't lift her feet up. So I, I released her feet right away, but that solidified to me. Like, holy shit, this is real. And not only this is real, but you don't need to spend 30 minutes or 60 minutes guiding someone gently into trance, like talking slowly and calmly, because that's fucking boring. And most of the people you try and hypnotize will be thinking in the back of their mind, like, when is the hypnosis going to start? This is fucking boring. I find it counterproductive. But this girl, she already believed I could hypnotize her. She had the belief that hypnosis was real and what I said became her reality. So when I snapped my fingers and said, your feet are stuck without any prep work that day, her feet were stuck because she expected them to be. And that is how hypnosis works. It does not matter if you're a hypnotherapist, a stage hypnotist, a street hypnotist, someone who's just fascinated by it. Hypnosis works the same way. So then why do hypnotherapists take hours and hours and hours to build confidence or get someone to quit smoking or have them lose weight, or whatever it is. And street hypnotists just take a minute. Well, yeah, the most important thing is that your subject expects the result to happen, right? But the expectation goes on both sides. It's also your expectation as the hypnotist that creates your experience as the hypnotist. Hypnotherapists, like this is why I say one of my greatest blessings was not being formally trained by a hypnotist. It was learning on my own so I can see all of these different perspectives and mindsets and beliefs about hypnosis and then form my own from what I learned. Your expectation as a hypnotist creates your results. If you're a hypnotherapist who learned from a traditional hypnotherapist, you likely spend hours and hours trying to get a result because you expect it to take that long. You expect it to take multiple sessions. You share that expectation with your client. They now expect it to take that long and to take multiple sessions. And so it does. But with the street hypnotist, they expect it to take 60 seconds. They tell the person, hey, in the next 60 seconds, this is going to happen. And then it does. Your expectations create your reality for the subject and the hypnotist alike. Now, of course, when I was hypnotizing this girl, this RA, um, everyone was like posting on their Snapchat stories or Instagram stories. And very quickly, when I was walking to class, I built up a reputation as a hypnotist. People would recognize me from those stories and they'd say, hey, are you the hypnotist? And I'd say, well, yes, I am. And they'd ask me to hypnotize them or they'd ask me to hypnotize their friends. And almost every single day for the entire, my entire freshman year of college before I transferred and eventually dropped out, I was hypnotizing people every single day. And I was just trying new things all the time. I eventually started just creating effects, things that I've never seen hypnotists do before but I wanted to try. I had this one girl, <laughs> I, I told this one girl that as she spoke more and more, her voice got higher and higher pitched. 
And the higher pitched her voice got, the more she needed to tell people about it so she can get help so her, her voice wouldn't get higher. It was the funniest thing. But of course, sometimes I would try and hypnotize someone for something and it just wouldn't work. And that's okay. Early on, I was like, ah, shit, like that doesn't work. I'm not going to do that again. But that's not the right attitude. That's not the right mentality. Because I can use the same technique and the same words to a hundred different people and I'll get a hundred different results. I think I got lucky using uh, the foot stuck to the ground thing because if you just say the same thing every single time, it will not work eventually because human minds are unique. People are unique. So, lost my train of thought a little bit. And by the way, uh, all of these podcasts I'm going to do, they're going to be completely unedited, just free flow. This is how I work best when I have a free flow of thought. And hopefully you'll learn best this way as well. It'll feel more like a conversation rather than like a fancy production. Uh, anyway, so I, I would mess up sometimes and that's okay. Like you can try one technique one way. And if it doesn't work for your subject, you can move on. Like don't say, oh no, I guess you can't be hypnotized. A lot of young hypnotists and even really experienced hypnotists will do this. They'll say, oh no, you know, I guess, you know, hypnosis isn't for everyone. I guess you can't be hypnotized. That's bullshit. Bullshit. Every single person can be hypnotized. If you have consciousness, you can be hypnotized. And of course, you speak the same language. And actually, there are ways around that. We'll talk about that at a later time. But as long as you are conscious, you can be hypnotized. Hypnosis is a byproduct of consciousness. If you've ever um, like daydreamed, right? I used to daydream all the time in school. And it didn't feel like I was in a classroom. It felt like I was in this imaginary world of my own until like the teacher called my name and bam, I snapped out of hypnosis and I was back in the classroom. Watching movies is the same way. If you've ever watched a movie and cried, like, you know, the movie's not real. You know, they're actors on a screen yet. You push that idea all the way to the back of your mind and you focus on the screen and experience it as if it is real. And that's why when you get to the emotional climax or your favorite character has a tragic death, you cry. Because even though you know it's not real, it feels real. And in that moment, becomes real to you. Super fascinating. Okay. Now also, when I was doing my research, I just wanted to share this because this is crazy. Uh, way back in the day, before hypnosis was coined hypnotism and before it had an official term, somewhere in like the mid 1800s, people were using hypnosis as a form of anesthesia, like to perform surgeries and cut off limbs. They would use hypnosis to numb the mind to the point where they would not feel the pain. Crazy, absolutely insane. They used hypnosis in uh, World War I and World War II for treating people with PTSD when uh, drug options were limited, when psychotherapy is limited. I, I, and I'm a firm advocate, or I guess not advocate, and kids like supporting uh, opponent, I guess, of drugs. I don't think drugs are the solution ever. If you have a psychological issue, it can be resolved through psychological techniques. Drugs are not the way to go. That's just my personal opinion. But they would use hypnosis to treat psychological issues. They would use it to treat physical issues by having you not feel it, by using your mind to turn off the pain receptors in your brain is freaking insane. Nowadays, when you look up hypnosis and you look into like real hypnosis, you'll see a lot of things about uh, hypnotism for pain relief. 
for anxiety, for helping people sleep. And yes, it is really powerful in doing all of those things. But you'll see a lot of these same terms being thrown out over and over again. Like, yeah, hypnosis for anxiety, weight loss, smoking cessation. But it can be used for anything. If you can imagine it, it can become real to you. I had a girl experience herself flying. I had her experience herself flying above the sky. And I don't know what her experience was. I wasn't in her mind. But I do know the joy on her face and the goosebumps that appeared all over her body the moment I said she's taking off, that was real. It's crazy. Okay, so hypnosis can be used for a, a big variety of things. Your expectation creates the experience. If you think something won't work, it won't. If your subject thinks something won't work, it won't. This is also why sometimes, uh, like, I've heard stories, and I'm sh maybe you have too, maybe you haven't, of stage hypnotists. They'll have like 20 people come up on stage. You'll hypnotize them all. And then afterwards, like 10 of them won't remember a thing. They'll, they'll see videos of the experience and they'll say, no way, I didn't do that. And then other people will remember every single detail. And at first, for a couple of years, I was perplexed as to why this was. But some people expect to forget everything when they're hypnotized. And if that's your expectation, that becomes your reality. And the people who expect to remember everything will remember everything. So there's a big concept called the pre-talk, and we'll dive into this in a lot more detail. But the pre-talk is what you say before you hypnotize people, and this is where you set the expectations. If someone believes hypnosis is mind control, like you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, hypnosis is not mind control. You can't have people, you can't hypnotize people to do something they don't want to do. For the most part, that's true. But if someone expects it to be mind control, if they expect whatever you say happens, then that will be the experience for them. Okay, so before you hypnotize someone, set the proper expectations to help you in that process and help them in that process. That's why with all of my clients, whatever we do, like my favorite thing, my absolute favorite thing in the world is helping people become truly confident. A lot of people will spend hours and hours and multiple sessions doing that, and that's the expectation they set. But with me, it takes one session. Sometimes it takes as little as 10 to 15 minutes. Other times as long as 30 to 45. But at the beginning of the session, I set that strict expectation that in this session, you are going to step into your confidence. And they do because that expectation is set. And honestly, that is one of the most fascinating things to me about hypnosis. It is, I mean, actually the, the most fascinating thing is how incredibly easy it is how incredibly easy it is to hypnotize people. And you do it all the time. You've hypnotized people before. Not overtly. You likely haven't snapped your fingers and said sleep. But our words are hypnotic. If you ever told a captivating story and you can tell that the person's captivated, you're hypnotizing them. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely crazy. I don't want to run on too long. I don't want to rant for hours and hours this first episode. I just wanted to share how I got into this, how I learned. I studied a bunch of different people and I tried shit out. Okay. Now, if you want to hypnotize people, hell yeah, go for it. Listen to some podcasts, watch some videos. Now there's so many more resources out there for learning hypnosis. Uh, you can look up a couple of my buddies online, Zach Pinson's, Marcel Klein, James Tripp, Richard Barker. You can look at all their stuff. They're phenomenal. You can look at my stuff, Tyler, the hypnotist. Uh, I have a free membership. I have an entire course where you can learn 
everything I know about hypnosis step-by-step step, so you can be doing this too. But regardless, even if this is your only point of contact with hypnotism and you want to try it, the biggest thing to remember is that expectations create reality. Your expectation as the hypnotist and your subject's expectations on how hypnosis works and what will happen, that creates the experience. And the second biggest thing is your confidence. I would not have successfully hypnotized my RA that first day if I did not say, hi, I'm Tyler, I'm a professional hypnotist. If I said, hey, could I try hypnosis? It likely would not have worked. But when you speak with confidence and certainty, it is much easier for people to be confident and certain in you. And especially for something so unique and unknown like hypnosis, people don't know what hypnosis is. So if you speak with confidence and certainty and you say, hey, this is what hypnosis is, this is how it works, they will adopt that belief quickly and it will lead to a really cool experience for you and them. That's it, guys. I'll see you in the next podcast, the next episode. Have a beautiful rest of your day.